This week, three sides of the coin. It's Moneybag Soda and Magic Mountain. Pretty cool discussion about both of them. We've got somebody who was seven years old and saw Kiss perform at Magic Mountain for the filming of Kiss Meets the Phantom. Mark actually gets out of his chair and goes and gets something to show. That's a rare moment, too. Yeah, so not, that's not, a big not, deal. But he doesn't, doesn't turn his lights on, so he really can't see what he got up to go get. But, but he, you know, for those of you listening, it'll make sense because he's yeah. describing it to you. Yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. hey, this is Charlie Kendall. And you're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Three Sides of the Coin. Talking all things kiss. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Everybody, welcome to Three Sides of the Coin. It's the two that started this nearly 10 years ago. Can you believe that? December will be 10 years, a couple months. That's mind-blowing to me. 10 years we've been talking about freaking kiss every every week. I'm not we sure are. even Gene and Paul could talk about kiss every week for 10 years. No, but thank you for paying us to do so. Yeah, thanks Gene. <laughs> <laughs> that way to go Tommy, that just adds fuel to the fire for the idiots who still think that that's what's really happening. So get the haters, we won, we got a paycheck. Oh yeah, forget <laughs> the haters, we get paid. It's just the, the amount of, of sheer stupidity is overwhelming to me. It, it's it's mind-blowing. The number of people who really know what our true intentions are are impressive, considering I've never met these people, I've never spoken to these people. I don't even know who their first names. You haven't confided in all of them? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So then we do have a problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. One One of those fools actually said... We started this in 2019 after Kiss was inducted into the Hall of Fame. I was like, well, you got half right, half wrong. We did start Forget the Haters We Won in 2019. But if you're a Kiss fan, you should know Kiss got inducted in 2014. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Whatever. We're having fun every freaking day. And... Don't stop hating on us. We love it. Um, oh, wait a second. No, I'll get that link to them. Just dealing with email and work today. Um, all right. So uh, there's no kiss news to talk about. We got uh, the box, Creatures box sets coming in just over a month. Uh, the Des Moines off the soundboard is out. And if you haven't gotten it, this is the one you should get. Mm-hmm. It's a phenomenal live recording. Um, I want to remind everybody, you can still check out Charlie Benante's favorite kiss tracks on three sides of the coin radio.com. And I'll probably be updating and changing the playlist in a couple weeks. I think we'll use Ron Keel's playlist in a couple weeks time. We've got so many more people that are so yeah. many playlists that have been s- submitted, which is great. Um, I don't think there's anything else KISS-wise that's happening. No, they've got the Aftershock show coming up, and then they have the um, cruises. I think that might be it for them for the year, if I'm not mistaken, unless there's something else going on I'm not aware of. I think they've got a show in Japan in November. Mm, Okay. 
I might be wrong. I know there's they they announced another show in Japan. I can't remember exactly when it was, but I think it was November of this year. And of course, we're still waiting for any sort of information on what these hundred dates are that Gene talked about, where they're going to be and when they're going to be. But yeah, I'm going to guess they're going to be sometime next year, and there'll be a reasonable amount of them will be in the U.S. U.S. and Europe, probably. Yeah. The big question is, is do they revisit markets they've already been to, or are they going to visit markets they have not been to yet? You know, because you've got a lot of 50th anniversary merch to sell. So we'll see. It will be the 50th anniversary next year. So, you know, they won't let that one. But if they're doing that and they're tying it into the end of the road, I wonder if they make some more stage modifications because they've made, there's been four, like three or four different stages so far. Yes i would say minor modifications right not not you know it's it's still funny i'm still seeing people who are like oh my god like at, at the louder what the louder than life festival you went to yeah people were like yep see they only had three pods they've really had to downscale for the the tour because it's in bad shape and i'm like no dude they I- just had 11 pods over in australia I can answer that question because I listened to the conversation between the stage managers, between Alice Cooper's people and Kiss's people. And this is what it came down to. Alice wanted to do his full show and he has that um, castle and the castle is a backdrop behind all of their props and the stairs and all that. The only way they could hang that backdrop is if Kiss agreed to remove some of the pods farther back to accommodate that. And that's exactly why it happened. That's why they had three rather than the nine. So they were literally in the truck uh, in the backstage area and kiss being team players and being friends with Alice Cooper wanted to make sure that he put on the best show he could as well. So that's why it happened. It just illustrates what we've always said from the beginning, the stage will change from venue to venue to venue based on Many factors, the size, oh, yeah. of the, the size of the venue, how much can they hang from the, from the, the grid up top? Um, all it has nothing to do with, they've had to downsize the show because it's, it's not making money. That is literally not the reason no. every single, and this isn't just this tour. I mean, I might've shared this story once or twice. I remember on the farewell tour when they played in Reno the the venue was so small that the stage literally ran from edge to edge like the seats the side of the rink edge to edge was the main stage so normally on the side then they have room for the 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 little areas for the band members to come down and and Mm -hmm. clean up and refresh and they'll have like uh, a monitor board off on the side. They couldn't do that in Reno. That stuff was actually done backstage. The monitor board was backstage through a door because they couldn't fit it into the arena with the staging. I've seen that before. So, and, and some of these older arenas can't hang as much stuff from especially the outdoors. Yeah. So, you know, they can only maybe hang five pods, three pods, six pods. Yeah. Because Alice Cooper, well, Alice Cooper removed a lot of their production for that set because it was limited. 
but the, the visual was there. And that's how this whole thing went down. And to the best of my understanding, after seeing so many shows, there's an A, B, and a C stage. Yeah. A, a stage is what went out on the first chunk of- Where a, you can do everything. Everything, and even like pyro up the side of yep. the- Okay. B stage is three less pods. Okay. Not the side pyro, but still the same guts of, of the main stage. C stage- is what they were using recently, where it's more of a block of lighting across the front. Sometimes they had the two cats on, and sometimes they had a triangle up on top, and they didn't have the pods at all where they were being shipped to Europe or Australia or wherever yep. they were. So there's three functioning stages. They, 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 they design, you know, before the tour even happens and they're designing the stage, they're designing it to take into consideration how they have to adjust stage to fit different venues and different events. Festivals are notorious for no band being able to bring in their entire production. It's right. a festival. Exactly. So and it might be, it might be reduced because it's a festival, but they know this, they've planned this. And, and mm -hmm. this isn't just kiss. This is every band that goes on tour. They have to have their staging in such a way that, it can be reduced, you know, they, they, they need to know going in that, okay, it's only going to be this wide. So we can't have the wings in this venue. doesn't mean yeah. the show's bombing. It just means it doesn't fit in the venue. Mm -hmm. And also too, sometimes it's the weight of the shed, what, what it can yep. handle. But quite honestly, the kiss show was a full kiss show at the um, louder than life with the exception of those pods. And really the only time I noticed the pods more than anything else were during two songs. The main was during God of Thunder because you didn't have the uh, 12 of them of, or yep. 11 of them of Gene's face while he was, you know, that's about the only time. And then obviously some lighting shifted, but I know during like the, the summer tour with Motley Crue and Def Leppard and Poison, there was a car accident on their way to one of the venues and a lot of the lighting rigging got beat up in this truck accident. So that show almost got canceled because they didn't know what they had, what worked and what didn't. And there was no way any piece of equipment in that truck was going to be put on the stage in any way, shape or form and hung over the artist's head. So you can see in some of my photos from Fort Worth that some of the lighting configurations literally missing. And it's because the night before there was a truck accident with the rigging. So before you're so quick yep. to, to say, oh, the tour is failing and they're downsizing. It, 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 removing it's some of that true. stuff is, yeah, it's just, it's a lie. It's just, it's just the nature of touring. It's been that way for decades for every single band. And the reason I know this is because I've gone to enough shows and that's what I do in the afternoon, like when I'm with Dr. Mark or something like that, we talk to the guitar techs. We talk to the stage managers because it's fascinating to me and they'll share all kinds of really cool stories you, with you about. Yeah. They'll tell you what they happened the night before up. and why is it this way? And you know, you, like, you'll, you'll walk by the backstage area and you'll look in some semis and you'll see half a stage set up left in the semi to your point. Mm -hmm. They couldn't use it tonight, but it's right. there. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's like it's like living in an episode of three to one contact, mm -hmm. literally. And so that stuff is fascinating to me. And I've seen 
to your point with the monitor boards and all that, everything is set up sometimes literally backstage and they'll have three big sections of all these TVs and all of the video mixing is going on right there backstage where they can't even see what's going on yep. other than on their monitors. And that's just, everything is digitized. Everything is through computers now and their software. So they kind of can do everything from, you know, wherever yep. they are. Yep. Yep. So stop panicking people. Tours mm -hmm. still doing great. Yeah. And it's going to continue to do great until it's over. It just will because people are showing up and they're showing up in large numbers. So, you know, you can go on and on about 70,000 people at the, uh, um, at the, uh, louder than life festival and of course all of them were not there to see kiss but there was a ton of people watching them on both stages but then two nights or three nights before that in west palm beach that place was sold out and there had to have been twenty-five thousand people there because there were people that were coming to the box office that thought they had guest passes or tickets or some kind of hookup because they had them last time that because they didn't reconfirm with whoever they were confirming with those tickets were gone. They were sold and everything was reconfigured and people could not get in if they didn't have a ticket. Promoters of festivals do not book headline acts if they think the headline act can't draw and is going to empty the place out. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a business. It's the job of that promoter to make money. Yeah. So they're booking kiss because they know kiss can fill a festival and people will be excited to see them. Yep. And, they may not be watch... diehard fans. They may not be able to sing the songs. at the end of the day. All they want to do is sell a ticket. And more importantly, they want to sell a bunch of beer and hot dogs to all these people. Well, and I talked to Wade, uh, not too long ago, Asher, he is the one who runs and owns uh, Country Fest and Rock Fest. And he said he'd come on the show. So I want to have Wade on after the first year as he's gearing up for next summer's Rock Fest, which Kiss has played several times, uh, just to talk about the business and talk about what it's like to be the promoter of a festival, because I think he does the best job in the country. Because the one thing that I had an issue with with Louder Than Life is it was too big. If that's possible, it literally was too big. Whereas Rockfest is like 30, 40,000 people. It's much more intimate, even with 40,000 people. It just, it's just a nice festival. Whereas the other one was nice. Danny Wimmer does a hell of a job, has a crackpot staff there on top of everything. The grounds are clean, safe, all that. But it's almost so big, you can't see it all. It's over the top big. Yep. 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 You know? Yep. So. Um, all right, so let's get into this week's guest and discussion. We are joined by one, two, three, four guests this week. We've got basically the team behind Moneybag Sodas and their friend Larry, who owns a five-star resort in Antigua that you could win in all all inclusive vacation for five days to um and we didn't know this until we started talking but larry when he was seven years old saw kiss perform at magic mountain so we talk about that as well um just a super fun conversation about kiss about money baked soda about kiss meets the phantom and the filming that larry attended um and, and just 
even the movie Kiss Meets the Phantom, we get into a nice discussion. Of course, once again, we hear how Mark just thought that was the end of it for Kiss. You know, sometimes I wonder if Mark really is a fan. I don't think he is. I, I really don't. He's just so negative about He's it. He's so caught up in the collecting now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That it's, it's just taken on a life of its own. Yep. So anyway, uh, this is a fun discussion, especially talking to somebody who saw Kiss perform live at Magic Mountain. He was seven years old. He got in because they knew some people there and he got to spend all day there. Um, so let it roll and we'll see you at the end. Visit three sides of the coin.com subscribe on YouTube, follow and rate us on Spotify, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support. Three sides of the coin. We got a full house today. One, two, three, four, five, six. At some point in time, seven will be showing up. Seven a sausage people. fest. Exactly. A total sausage fest today. Well, actually, eight because Chris, who's you that guy two? photobombing you over your shoulder? Uncle Gene. Uncle Gene. He just who wanted is- to supervise and make sure everything's all right. Who is that guy? Has he done anything with his Playing life? Playing asteroids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we today we've got. Some returning guests, some new guests. We have the whole team from Moneybag Soda. John, Paul, Chris from Moneybag Soda joining us with, with a Gene Standy in the background. And uh, the other guy with a huge grin on his face is Larry. Now, who's Larry, you might ask? I don't know. Forget about the Moneybag Soda guys. This guy's much more interesting, in my opinion. <laughs> Larry... Larry has this very cool resort, more than one, right? In Antigua. That's right. Yeah. Uh, called Hammock Cove, which we're going to get to a little bit later. But Larry also, we just learned now, I mean, this is how much show prep we do for this show. We don't prepare crap. Larry was at the taping for Kiss Meets the Phantom, the concert. I mean, we've never had somebody that was there. There was quite a crowd of us from what I remember and uh, happy to share the story. Well, so, so I think that that gives you credibility for being a kiss fan. It's a, it's a love affair that's lasted almost 50 years at this point. I'm proud of it. So let me, um, hold on guys. One second. I got to take this call real quick. UPS guy just showed up. (laughs) Yeah, I know. <laughs> Only fans request. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so a real doll with kiss uh, makeup on it. <laughs> so let's hear about this resort. We can because Mike's doing. You know, I, I'm intrigued. Anything that has to do with beaches and hammocks and stuff. What uh, what's going on down there? So I grew up listening to Kiss. I uh, as you were talking about, I grew up in a small town in Southern California. And Kiss was a big deal in the 1970s. And I bought in hook, line, and sinker. And of course, like everybody else, for almost 50 years, I've been uh, singing the anthem. You wanted the best. You got the best. Kiss. Uh, Fast forward to my adult life. I now uh, work with a company that builds, uh, operates, and markets really fantastic resorts all over the Caribbean, including our newest hotel, which is a true five-star. And it's called Hammock Cove Antigua. 
and it looks like that. It's pretty darn nice. We wanted to make sure that our guests who are paying that kind of money to stay with us are having a true five-star experience. And uh, back in 2019, I saw an article online about these crazy guys up in New York that were going to bottle a soda for Gene Simmons. And uh, it's going to be called Money Bag Soda, Gene Simmons Money Bag Sodas. So I, I sent an email, I think, to Paul and John and said, hey, I don't know you guys. I'm writing you out of the blue, but I've got an idea. We've got a great hotel down in the Caribbean. We'd like to get the soda on board and start selling it. Uh, they responded right away, shipped me a couple of pallets of soda. Everyone went nuts. Um, I can tell you, and, and by the way, I don't get paid for this. Uh, it is a fantastic soda experience. If you're used to drinking, you know, normal off-the-shelf sodas, they're kind of blasé. You get a money bag soda in your hand. First of all, the bottle's like a piece of art. looks fantastic. But we're talking about something that, you know, upscale resort guests want. No preservatives, no fructose, no crazy things that you can't pronounce. It's good old-fashioned soda, flavor, real ginger, real cola bean, real cane sugar. They're fantastic. So now we stock the refrigerators in our villas, in our five-star hotel product, with Gene Simmons Money Bag Soda, uh, which brings us to our you know, up-to-date uh, contest that we just launched a couple of weeks ago. We are giving away an uh, outstanding vacation package to Hammock Cove. You can go online to hammockcoveantigua.com. You can enter the contest. We're going to be choosing a winner on uh, Halloween. We'll be announcing it live on Facebook. All the information's there on the site. But uh, I can't thank the Moneybag Soda guys and Gene Simmons, who's done uh, some great promotional videos for us, uh, enough for, for all the, the promotion and publicity. Uh, it's been fantastic. Pretty awesome, man. I, I, I'll, all kidding aside, my, my wife and I travel frequently and always down. looking for... So we're so obviously it's in Antigua, um, you know, so you have any places, you know, any anywhere else or. Yeah, the, our umbrella company is called Elite Island Resorts and we're in Antigua, which is really our home base. Uh, but we're also in Barbados. Uh, we've got a private island down in the Southern Grenadines and we're in Panama. We've got a hotel called the Los Estabos Boutique Resort, also five star. And uh, once we can figure out how to get the money back sodas down to Panama. Hopefully we'll have them there as well. That's pretty cool, man. It's fantastic. And, and I'll tell you what, at Hammock Cove, we have a fan favorite. We have an old school record player at the bar. We've got a bunch of Kiss LPs. And you would be amazed at, you know, the demographic. When, when you get into these five-star properties, you're getting to, you know, old guys like us, you know, and, and, you know, people who want the nostalgia of a great record, a fantastic cocktail. Uh, and yeah, we'll make it with a money back soda for you. Um, but they love it. They come down, they listen to some Kiss tunes or throw on the Gene Simmons solo album, have a drink or two. And, you know, hey, you're in paradise. What more do you want? That's kind of funny you say that. Uh, when we went on the Kiss cruise, uh, I don't know, remember which one it was. I think it was either seven or eight, whatever one went to New Orleans. We mm -hmm. stayed in an Airbnb. And one of the cool things was unexpected was they had a shit ton of vinyl records and a record player. And we literally sat around, you know, drinking and whooping it up, playing everything from, you know, ABBA to ACDC and just, you know, having a freaking ball. And, you know, it's funny too, because we were each taking turns playing DJ, you know, because sure. there was, there was six of us in the house you know, with two other couples and, 
just had a ball, man. And, uh, and I couldn't believe like they had some like really hard to find. I mean, again, it was all seventies stuff, everything seventies disco to, you know, to fog hat and, you know, to ACDC. It was just, it was just a lot of fun. So those are one of those things that, you know, like you said, when you, when you get there, especially folks our age, some of these people haven't been around a turntable, you know, many years. And Forever. when, yeah. And it, all right. I'm back. As, as we all know, there's no show without the tool. We can survive without everybody else. But uh, I had a little, little work issue that popped up at the last minute of scheduling some artist interviews. But uh, my understanding is you guys just finished the show. It was awesome. It's all done. Hey, thanks for having us. Cool. Yeah. See everybody next good, week. Good night. <laughs> we love you. Um, so did, did you guys talk at all about uh, Larry at Magic Mountain? No, we didn't no, touch no, that. We I wanted really, to say that, that for you. Let, let, let's dig into that. So, because that's just, that's very cool. So how old were you, Larry, when, when you went to that? I would have been about seven years old. Wow. Ima- so, imagine, imagine the size of my eyes at this show at seven so, years old. So were you, were you going with, a parent, a brother, sister, friend. I mean, I can't imagine at seven years old, you were going there alone. I, I wasn't. Uh, and and it, it's, a, it's a great story. You know, at, at seven years old, of course, in the 1970s, Kiss was everything. And uh, I spent a lot of time digging through flea markets and vinyl stores, searching for Kiss records, had the lunchbox, the Kiss dolls, the whole nine yard. Um, and my father was a, a teacher at the local community college. And of course, all of his students worked at Magic Mountain, which was right down the street. And so uh, one day we were talking and he says, hey, you know, this uh, funny band Kiss that you like? I said, yeah. This says, funny band. My, this funny band, you know, makeup and crazy guys. And, uh, you know, my dad was at Berkeley in the 60s. So he, he was relatively open-minded about right. these things. And uh, he said, you know, one of my students uh, said that this band's going to be over at Magic Mountain over in front of the Colossus roller coaster tonight. You want to go check it out. They're going to bring us in through the back and we can go see. And of course, you know, my heart starts going a million miles an hour. I start thinking, I got a chance to maybe see Kiss tonight. And sure enough, we went and checked it out. And uh, there was Kiss. And uh, from what I can remember, it was very exciting. It was a bit of a cluster. There was lots of people, lots of lights. But in between all the craziness, the music would crank up and we would see Kiss doing their thing, dancing around on stage. And all I can remember is that there was this sea of people and a lot of whom, you know, we knew from as a small town uh, out there in Santa Clarita, California, and uh, people with super eight movie cameras and people with their Kodak Instamatics and uh, people doing a lot of yelling and screaming. And you know, I was very lucky to be one of them. Larry, so, Larry, what did you do when they started playing rip and destroy? <laughs> I, I, I wish did I you wish get I could in a trance remember. when they sang it. I think the whole thing was was really kind of overwhelming for me. And it's one of these things where I'll never forget it. And uh, I'll remember showing up with my dad and his uh, cool 1969 Mach 1 Mustang. Oh, wow. You know, getting out of that car, walking across the parking lot. Here's this big production going on with, you know, Kiss Meets the Phantom. That's awesome. It was. And, and it was. It was see the really, really cool to see you guys here. And I'm in West Palm Beach, Florida now. But to see you guys all in West Palm Beach about a week ago for the uh, the Kiss show, and I finally got to uh, to kind of live my fifty year dream of you know a, a quadruple threat. I got the uh, the Blood Axe, 
I got Paul's uh, gold glitter guitar. I got Tommy's blue Epiphone. And I got some uh, some drumsticks and an autograph from Eric Singer to, to round it out. So it's nice. just it's been a fantastic ride. It's super exciting. <laughs> hey, it was great. Have you, have I, you... I got to add one thing about okay. the about the Kiss show. It was my first time getting front row seats for a Kiss show, and Larry got me the ticket. So thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Had Larry, had you met Gene and Paul prior? I, I've, had, I've, had, I've, had good, I, I've had the good fortune to meet them a number of times at meet and greets and at shows. And uh, in 2019, uh, my son Jed, who's also uh, a huge Kiss fan. He's, uh, he's 11 years old now. He's been to four shows, loves it. Uh, but Jed and I went up and met uh, the Moneybag Soda team, and uh, we had a meeting with Gene up in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, back yeah. around uh, April of 2019. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, I have to say they are the coolest, nicest, most gracious guys. You know, I, of course, I'm talking about the Moneybag guys. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, now Gene, Gene and Paul, what, what nice guys. Uh, Gene's such an interesting, knowledgeable guy. Uh, both of them were absolute, you know, I can't think of another word other than sweethearts, you know, with my son. They loaded him up with all kinds of Kiss stuff and were just fantastic. So, um, you know, I, I can't say enough good things about, about uh, Paul, Gene, Tommy, and Eric, and also, you know, about uh, the Moneybag Soda team. This is all kind of dream come true. Here we are running, a, you know, a hotel promotion with Gene Simmons and, uh, and Moneybag Sodas. Fantastic. Did you Absolutely. tell, did you get a chance to tell Gene and Paul about Magic Mountain? I did. Yeah. On, on a couple of occasions. Uh, in fact, this last time when I saw Gene in West Palm Beach, we were talking about it. And I said, you know, Gene, I've got something from my collection that I want to give to you. I know that, uh, you know, Christopher Lee and the old Hammer horror films oh, wow. uh, were very inspirational for Gene. And uh, I had a fantastic autograph of Christopher Lee as Dracula photo, black and white matted. And so I, wow. I brought it to Gene as a little thank you and said, hey, you know, ever since I saw you at Magic Mountain, uh, I, I, you know, I was a fan before that, but, you know, a mega fan since then. And uh, you've been so inspirational, Gene. I want to give you something back that was, you know, that you found inspirational. And, uh, you know, got a little smile out of him and a, a wink and a nod. And it was very, you know, really a cool moment. Back to Magic Mountain, were you wit were you able to witness the the I don't know the the acting that was going on, or were you only there for a live performance, or did they no. stop and you know do things on stage with you know with their doubles? You know they had their <laughs> stunt doubles. Were you now, witnessing all that? Yeah, we we probably saw more than we should because we got there early. I remember we, you know, when we when we got there, it was still sunlight, daylight, and uh, we hung around for probably all afternoon. And you know, there was a point at which you know my dad said, "Look, have fun. I'll come back and get you in a, you know in an hour or two. I'm going to go walk around." You know, that's how things were in a small town in those days. We didn't have helicopter parents, but I remember sitting there and watching cameras and trucks and lights come in and out, and you know, seeing obviously Kiss and then seeing doubles and you know the whole production team not really understanding what it meant until years later when we read all the you know, behind the scenes stories and whatnot. But uh, listen, I remember begging my parents to stay up late and watch Kiss Meets the Phantom on TV with, uh, with my sister. And, and we did. And you know, to us, it was magical. And we, we didn't see the doubles. We didn't see any of the flaws. All we saw was Kiss you know, having a great time running around Magic Mountain. We thought it was the best thing ever. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. I was going to ask you, what did you Through think? Through a kid's of eyes, the, you know. What, what, what did you think of the finished movie? Because obviously it, it's one of those things where it's sort of either you love it or you hate it. I mean, Mark's got his opinions where it was like, oh, my God, that just was like terrible. And I'm the I'm sort of like in your camp where I'm like, I don't care how terrible and cheesy it was. It was freaking Kiss on TV. And it was the coolest thing in the world to, to watch. Well, look at what we had at the time, too. You had Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, you know, Kiss was competing with Little House on the Prairie, and you know, Dukes of Hazard. you know, things of that, you know, land of the lost. I mean, TV was campy back then. It was campy and cheesy, and you kind of bought into the fake-looking laser beams and whatnot. It didn't matter. It was great. Yep. I just like the, the live stuff at the end, much like my wedding night was the best two minutes of my life. Um, yeah. <laughs> Giving yourself a little extra credit there, aren't you, Mark? Yeah, yeah, yeah we did it twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I again, you know, I, I, I've told the story on this show, but just you know, for your for our guests' benefit, that was the first time in my kissdom. Um, keep on in, in '78. I was 13, so I was just starting to get, you know, I'm a few years older than you, and and I was like, you know this kind of like plays into what all my older brothers led zeppelin loving led zeppelin didn't do stuff like this aerosmith although did with the cheesy uh thing in the sergeant peppers movie but um, you know it 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 it, it was overly kitty it was i was really disappointed by it i also too let's be fair too you know at, at 13 i was reading more than you know, I, I was reading Cream and Circus, and, and I remember distinctly them saying along the lines, you know, this is kind of going to be like Star Wars meets, you know, whatever. And I'm like, this is fucking horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> Everything about it was horrible. And I, and it was funny, too, because that memory is really clear of mine. My parents were at a wedding. Oh. I had the whole house to myself, which was unusual. And I sat on the couch and watched this thing. I was like, I couldn't believe my luck. I'm like, my parents are gone for the my older brother, my sister. And they're just, I was just me watching TV and I'm watching Kiss. And I'm like, this is the fucking greatest. And I'm like, oh, you got, this is terrible. Can Kiss come on, please? And then when they did, I'm like, that's Gene sounds, what the hell is that? And then, uh, next thing you know, I'm like, okay, well, finally, the last couple minutes. All right, the, the payoff and then the credits start rolling. And I'm like, well, that was a waste of two fucking hours. <laughs> I felt that way ah, ever since. Drum him out of the kiss. <laughs> no, come on, man. Come on. Larry, when did you, in Kiss's timeline, when did you discover them and become a fan? Like what uh, album? Prob probably around kindergarten. And, and, I, and I know that because in kindergarten or, or shortly thereafter, 1976-ish or so, I had the Kiss lunchbox. And I and I carried that thing with me everywhere I went, uh, red thermos and everything. So 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 what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get to here is Mark Mark is pretty much an early Kiss fan sure. from from the early days. Myself and it sounds like with you it was '76. We yeah, found Kiss and we discovered them. Which which what I what to me what is saying is you and I discovered Kiss when they were already in their superhero cartoon. Oh yeah. You know, th that was, that was destroyer onward. They where were larger than pri life. Prior to that, it was, 
you know, they were, they were, a they were a mean rock band, you know, mm-hmm. those first three albums. And it wasn't until destroyer that things really exploded. So I'm just trying to put into, you know, to, to paint the picture of where we each came into this, because I can understand where Mark's coming from because of when he discovered them, but like you and I, they were superhero cartoon figures when I discovered them. So that's why Phantom didn't put me off. Let's say a a 13 year old is going to see that through a different eyes than a seven year old. That just is what it is. And also just because I just want to let you know, we are, this is a kiss podcast and the nerds will rip us. If we don't point out the fact that the, that the lunchbox didn't come out in 76, that, that I think that came out in 78. Okay. So don't get me wrong. I you would have had that. 77. Was it 77? Well, you know, I split the difference. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so, so that that's, we that's love you I'm nerds, doing. by the way. <laughs> yes, we do. We're, I'm one of them. I'm the fucking king of the dipshit. King I nerd. understand it. Yeah. I mean, I get that, but that's the kind of stuff where people will start yelling at the, the TV screen. If we sure. don't, you know, say stuff like that, but, but, but getting back to, like I said, you know, when you're 13, you're just coming into that sort of thing. You're going, Oh, wow. This, you know, the kitty stuff starts, you know, it, it just, it just did for me. And I've kind of had a bad taste in my mouth ever since about, I've said this before on the show as well. That was the first time though. That was the first time my kiss disappointed me. And unfortunately it wasn't the last, but, you know, I've stayed with it all the way through now. I mean, you know, it's, it's like a marriage. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good. It's bad. It's good. It's bad. It's real, real good. It's real, real bad. It's real. being a KISS fan, you know, but you stick with something that you love and you're into. And obviously we we all are, you know, we, we've all weathered those storms. But yeah, I, I, it just KISS meets the Phantom thing. And it's funny, too, because Alan just put out that Alan and Pierre just put out that great book. I really enjoyed it. You know, and it's funny. That's when you know something's really cool. I took something that I'm not really a fan of, but they made it enjoyable. Did you guys, any of you guys get that book? Uh, is, yeah, is we, we, got, we got the book. Yeah, yeah isn't that cool? I mean, absolutely. Awesome, too. Yeah, absolutely. He does a great I job. I haven't received mine yet. You have not, eh? That's not good. Uh-oh. I mean, oh, wall, I, the I, wallet. I bought him for everybody. And I keep forgetting to give it to him. Ah. <laughs> I, I checked it out. It was cool. It was awesome. So what, you know what, since we're on that topic, how about we round table really quick? What did you guys each think of the movie? Me, let tell you the truth. When that came out, I was fired up. Loved it. Um, not, I fell back in love with it because I never seen the attack of the Phantoms version and the music made that so much better. And, and, I, I seen that like it was uh, when Kissology came out. And no, no, I'm talking about did you see it original? Yeah, no, yeah, it was, it was, I, I was freaked out, man. We waited for that to come out. Now, Paul, Paul is, uh, you're five years older than me. Uh, so I, I was two years old when that was on initially. Okay, so so I, I don't remember it, but I, oh, I first, remember watching it on TV. The first time I seen it, it was re aired on CBS in 1986 at midnight. Okay. So I, I was losing my mind. I could finally see this movie that I just only seen the magazine at that point because I, you know, collected the magazines. And I remember just looking through that magazine and just looking at these photos thinking, 
I, I can't even imagine being able to see this. And then it was on at midnight on uh, CBS, and I recorded it on our Betamax uh, VCR. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's funny you say that too because I I recorded it. Too. I remember when it when it aired on on TV, and I, at the time I don't think I had a VCR. Because I think that I think you're right, right around that timeline, mid '80s was the first. Oh, it, time it was, it was, it was definitely '86. I know I was ten years old. I, it was in 1986. Okay, so, so yeah. Out. So that, that my my point is, I remember wanting to watch it again just to see and just to make sure. Yeah, and, and it confirmed. <laughs> I'm like, boy, this is this is just as bad as I remember it, you know. But what you you also said, and this is what I wanted to talk about, being 13 and 78, and that thing, as you know, the hype machine was in full fucking gear. So I was reading, you know, everything from 16 magazine to cream. And I was like, that was the whole, the anticipation for it. This is like I say all the time. Timeline is everything. If you go back to the summer into fall leading up into Halloween, if you were a Kiss fan, the solo records came out in September, yep. watch the movie, it was right on the little ads, and it was like, the movie's coming out, the movie's coming out, and I was like, so excited, and then when it came out, it was like, I felt like a Ralphie and Christmas story, a cruddy <laughs> commercial, you know, <laughs> it was like, it was just really, really bad, and again, it just didn't live up to the hype um for me but again you know i think my age may play a little bit into that uh, well yeah, yeah, but but sure. but you know mark age wise i mean i was i was 14 when that aired and i i'm like these guys i was just like holy crap my mind was exploding that kiss <laughs> was on network tv i mean that was just such that was unheard of that was so rare that and it was a whole and it wasn't just one song during some variety show um it was a whole movie about my band and yes looking back at it now through uh, through the eyes i have now it's like oh god yeah that's so cheesy and terrible but back then i didn't see any of that i just saw gene paul ace and peter on tv in my living room for i don't know 90 minutes and playing music and yeah but they weren't they were barely in the movie to, i mean they're, they're i don't know i just the movie, they, i, I, I it, was it didn't just, matter it didn't matter it was it was kiss it was kiss it was yeah. going to be kiss there was going to be more and and so to me it's because that's when i got into kiss you know mm. when i discovered kiss i knew nothing about Actually, the first four albums, first three studio albums in Alive, knew nothing about them. I didn't get in. And my first album was Rock and Roll Over, and then it was Destroyer, and then it was Alive 2. So that's when I learned about all of this. And to me, that's what Kiss was. And, and, and Larry, you mentioned it in passing, but I also grew up religiously watching all of those really scampy Sid and Marty Croft shows every right. Saturday. I was watching Bugaloos and Land of the Lost and Lidsville and, you know, HR Puffin stuff. stuff. Yeah. All of I, loved all that, I loved all that too, but I didn't want my 
favorite band cavorting, you know, with Jimmy and his flute. It just didn't, that didn't work for me. <laughs> to me, know? to me, that's what made it even, even cooler was like, Oh my God, it's my favorite band. And, and they're, they're on TV and, you know, they're, I don't know. They're fighting. They're fighting mummies and and Frankenstein and well, I, I, I know, don't zombie, z- zombies that are jumping <laughs> look, off of the look, roller coasters. You know, my, and- I, I had older brother and yeah. older sister. Um, I, I remember when my bro, you know, when Kiss Alive came out. I mean, the fall of '75. I still listen to that thing constantly. And then, you know, Destroyer and just, it was like, it was a big deal. And by, again, by 13, I'd already started playing drums. I was really, really, really into, you know, Aerosmith and Ted Nugent at the time. And that's when I started uh, watching Don Kirshner's rock concert at that time. Uh, Again, rock and roll and hard rock was like a big part of my life. I was really, really into the suite as well and and in bachman turner overdrive and that was the stuff i was really into and, and kiss fit right in with that and i remember right around that time when did uh we sold her i think that came out in 76 because I, I think i got it again it was just starting in, to get into black sabbath and deep Tur- it was just really taking root there in the summer of 78 matter of fact uh i said this uh, I, uh recently to someone was asking me Double Live Gonzo to me was like this. This that was the summer of '78. That was like the record all my friends and I were listening to. And, and again, and just you know, all that great '70s hard rock, Fog Hat Live, all that stuff. And, and Kiss was right along with it there. And and really, right when the solo records and the movie came out, it kind of it kind of you know kind of doled it down a bit. You know, think how genius it was from a business point of view, though. I mean, my, 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 my view of it now, all these years later, was that what KISS did in, in the mid to late 1970s, I mean, secured their future forever. You know, a lot of products, you know, whether it's, whether it's a, a band or an album or an ice cream or whatever, they, they appeal to a certain generation and then it kind of fades away. Well, that was something that was around back in the 1970s or 80s. HR Puffin stuff. HR Puffin stuff, right? You know, so KISS had the adult audience from the early 1970s. And they had, you know, the, the the hard rock fans. And all of a sudden, you know, and, and I think we were watching uh, Kistory again the other night, and they mentioned this in the show. All of a sudden, kids started showing up at these shows where it used to be, you know, hot chicks flashing their tits in the front row. All of a sudden, now there's a five-year-old kid in the front row going nuts. What happened? You know, they came out with the movie. They had these awesome kind of superhero comic bookish type characters that they invented. And so not only did they get you know, the, the adults and the parents, but now they've captured the kids. So, you know, though those kids are going to grow up with all of these fond memories of, of kiss and kiss shows and all the fun stuff, the toys, the lunch boxes, the dolls, the stickers, the albums. And I'll tell you what, you know, nothing puts a bigger smile on my face and a lot of other guys. I know when somebody breaks out some vinyl, puts the record on the record player and drops the needle, the first few hisses and cracks and then, you know, the, the song starts it's a great feeling and it's something that we love uh, to this day. I mean, unabashedly that there's nothing better than throwing a kiss record on the album and sitting back and, uh, and having some fun now with my own kids. You know, Mark, Mark, I think what I heard, what I'm hearing from you is at least from, from my standpoint, comparing myself to you, you had a few years ahead of me 
in becoming a music fan. You, you were already into music and all these other bands. When I got rock and roll over, I was, I was discovering my music. I didn't know. I mean, I didn't have an older brother. I didn't have siblings that were influencing me. My parents weren't influencing me on my music. So I was, I mean, I remember my, my very first album I ever bought right around that time was the love and spoonful. And then I bought like an Abba record. I'm like, I love music, but I didn't know what I loved in music yet. It was sort of like, Oh, you're at a garage sale. Mom, I can get a record for 10 cents. Okay. Pick one of those records out. And I pick one purely based on a cover. And it wasn't until rock and roll over when I got that album, that it was the moment where I'm like, Okay, now I understand the kind of music I like. Mm-hmm. I still appreciate all that other stuff, but from that moment on, then I started discovering Sticks and ELO. Oh yeah, Boy, Michael, I, I just made a trick post and all of that stuff came I just after Kiss. I just made a post yesterday about uh, I just do this little thing on my face, but I do this whole thing with bass players. And, but I mentioned the the not fragile record from Bachman Turner Overdrive. I remember that my my br- older brother brought it home. It would have been probably late summer seventy five, and and at the time they were all over the radio with uh, you know taking care of business and you know let it ride and roll on down the highway. And I, that, I, I remember distinctly stuff like smoke on the water. Cause, and I, again, something I've mentioned on the show, but for our guests, you know, when, when you guys were growing up, I mean, I don't know if it was done by then. Did you guys go roller skating much? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Do you remember yeah. that? Did you guys have the DJs that spawned? Oh yeah. 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 Uh, the, the DJ at, at our roller rink was a huge kiss fan. So they mm. would, he would go through the solo album stuff you know, the dynasty era unmasked. Oh, oh that's perfect. Perfect. I'm glad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But now keep in mind, since I'm a little older than you and I would go with my older brother and my older sister and the kids in my neighborhood, I was very lucky. We're all right around the same age. I, it, that was the big thing. One of the parents would drive like six of us, drop us off at the roller rink. But yeah. I distinctly remember asking for smoke on the water and for schools out and for ballroom blitz now keep in mind this is that's that's like you like michael i'm trying to get to the point where you said this is the kind of music i like i i I didn't know what there was a term for it but it was like i I like hard rock that i like that i like with the strong beat and the loud guitars that's what i like so i remember when you know like my older brother brought home like hotter than hell i'm like this sounds like this looks you know what i mean i'm like ah this is it this is stuff i like you know what i mean so yeah i mean i i do have a different perspective because by by the summer of 78 i was already playing the drums i was always already bugging my one buddy to start a band again just a different mind set so, and, and also, so mark how much how much dancing did you do at those rainbow rings you got a boogie <laughs> dance dude, were you dancing I, around to those songs doing your dance? dude only the roller burby all, <laughs> all kidding aside and i've said again this is why i'm bringing it up with our guests because i have talked about this on the show before 
Guys, I've been playing hockey since I was four years old. Matter of fact, I had a game last night. I still play hockey. So you're on the um, boogie skate team, man. <laughs> I, I, here's one thing that a chubby little kid could do better than the best jock in my school. I could skate like a motherfucker. And I was <laughs> really good at it. Really good at it. So I could skate awesome. really, really well. It was a great, great yeah. ego thing. And for a kid who's 10, 11 years old, that could could skate. And I mean, like skate really well. Um, again, because I'd started skating when I was four. Um, and by then I was already, you know, playing league hockey for many years, you know, at least three, four years. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Going to roller skating for me was was a huge ego boost because I was mm -hmm. I was always really good at it. And again, listening to the loud cranking tunes that they played on there. And I remember skating up to the DJ guy and again, asking for the, you know, the deep purples and the black Sabbath. See, when, when I, I'll, I'll, when I, what I remember about roller skating is like, they always played Brandy. You're a fine girl. I mean, well, they played that too. I, I don't, snowball. I don't remember any hard rock. Now I oh, didn't skate. I didn't skate a lot, but it was always more of the dancing and the disco songs and, and that sort of stuff. So again, I was, I was, I was, I mean, as funny as it is, and I've shared this before, I mean, remember when I went to the kiss in store in 79, I didn't go see kiss in concert the next night. Cause they were in town. I didn't realize that bands actually came and toured and played shows locally. I had yeah. nobody in my life. So to quote, teach me rock and roll and fandom, you know, it wasn't until my first concert was 1980 and it was a moment of like, holy shit, you, you mean these bands I love come to town and we'll play, you know, 10 minutes away. And once I discovered that I was going to like a concert every freaking month. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing. But prior to that, I was like, Oh, this is a cool band. I love them. I want to see them on TV. Look at them in the magazine or the newspaper. I got the record. Maybe I'll hear them on the radio. I had no idea. When, when was your first Kiss show? So uh, Creatures, or, Creatures or, of the Night. Creatures of the Night. Yeah. Creatures of the Night was my first Kiss show. I mean, yeah. I could have, I could have gone to Dynasty. Honest, I mean, I, they did an in-store at Great American Music the night before they played the Met Center with Judas Priest. And I went to the oh, in-store wow. <laughs> and I stood in line. Tommy was there as well. I was in line for like three hours. I mean, there were thousands of kids at this in-store to the point where they had to lock the doors and shut the doors because they couldn't let more people in. But I went to this in-store. Didn't even now I'm like, it didn't even dawn on me. I could go buy a ticket to go see them tomorrow night. I was just like, nope, nope. I saw them. They came here. I don't know why they came, but they came to my record store. I got their <laughs> autographs and I was done. You know, that that's, it, it's funny hearing everybody's upbringing and discovering of music. Because when you've got those older siblings like Mark, they have such an influence on bringing you along quicker as to mm -hmm. what's Plus, good, FM what's radio. bad. FM radio was huge here. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so we had, I was listening to FM when a lot of kids were listening to AM and, and, and also too, I have a really cool ad from one of my, you know, my zillions of rock magazines, but uh, there was a, a station here called WDRQ, which played the top 40, but the ad is really cool because it's got like Barry White, Aerosmith and Kiss. And right. it's from like 77. And, and it says like, whatever, bringing you the hits. Now, keep in mind, that's, this is what I want to get into younger fans' minds who are going, what are you talking about? Because that's what the radio used to fucking play. They didn't, they didn't just have like, you know, Aerosmith and Kiss fit in right, right next to, you know, the Bee Gees and Bad Company and, and Hot Chocolate and the disco stuff. I mean, you heard Olivia Newton-John and Kiss on the radio, on the FM dial. That's yeah. just what it did. It was it was way better. And all you have to do right now is go back, and Mike, we talked about it last week. Go listen to Casey Kasem. You know, from, from 78. You'll hear Draw the Line, and then you'll yep. hear ABBA. You know, it's that's, that's how great radio used to be. It wasn't so freaking segregated it is just you know you just kind of listen to everything my my my, was, my my problem with radio was i was also discovering radio as a kid and i discovered our local rock station but in the house my mom who enjoyed music more than my dad she was always playing country music i you know frankly i'm surprised i didn't grow up and become you know a willie nelson don williams fan because that's what was being played in the house all the time was country radio. She had country records. You know, I think she even Thank went God. to two shows, but it's, it's like, I, it, it, that didn't hit me. That didn't connect with me. It wasn't until kiss connected. And then I started finding all these other bands similar to kiss. So when I started in 76, it was like when Mark started, you know, in 73, Mm -hmm. Well, I, I could say definitely uh, being a maybe a slightly younger Kiss fan. I was born in 76. I think what's so awesome about Kiss is if, you, you know, you look back and they they don't seem dated, you know, like they're they're kind of timeless where all these other bands that you guys are mentioning, maybe besides Aerosmith, but not that it's bad music, but at least for me, for, for my age that I'm at, I look back and they, they look dated to me, like but you look back at Kiss, you look back at those old videos, it's almost like it's really not from a certain time. And mm -hmm. that's just my opinion. It's just so timeless. And the, the image is just so strong. The music was so good. Um, where all these other bands you're mentioning, me at my age, I kind of look back and it's like, eh, those bands kind of look dated. So I think that says a lot about Kiss and what they did. Yeah, I mean, my, my son who's 11 years old and, you know, Talking about the radio, the radio was so great back then because there wasn't an internet. There was only, you know, 10 channels on TV. The, the radio was, was a, a much big, bigger and a better window to the world as far as I was concerned, you know, back in those days. And, you know, right now, my, my, my son's favorite song in the world is War Machine. Loves it. Cranks Good it taste. all the way up, bangs his head, you know, gets on his electronic drum set, you know, absolutely goes nuts. And I say, you know, that song's, you know, coming up on 40 years old. And he says, sounds like it was recorded yesterday. And he's right. I mean, it, it's still that good. 
I'm telling you, I, the same thing. Like I asked my kid, like my kids, I play all different types of music. And th this is what sets apart today from back then. Like Mark, you were talking about how good, you know, the radio stations are, but you think about it. There's nothing that's being pushed. That's a new genre of music, except for, you know, the Taylor Swift's and, you know, those uh, Justin Bieber's where they could go out and sell music and record companies back them up. There's none of that anymore. There's no new rock it's bands. It's, it's all oh, no, there's, there's, there's lots, they're just, lots they're, of new rock bands. Yeah, there is. You, have, you have to go there is. for them. You, you, you have to go you, have, you have to, but it's not, it's not putting in, it's not getting pushed in front of you right. and promoted. Well, well as, Gene's, a, as Gene said, I mean, the, the, the blueprint for making that successful, the fans destroyed. Mm -hmm. They did. Yeah. I'm, look, you have to pay for records. Sorry. Right. That's how they got money. You know, that's not, that's now not the model. Now, if you have, it's, now, well, no, now, now you have to get likes and streams and, but, you but know, and, even get, those, and, and get paid off that. Yeah. I mean, look, Michael is the one to that's answer. It. There is, there is money in that, but nowhere near like they're, they're, no, it's not, but then you, you have to tie in tours and you, you, you have to run your business. It's a different model now. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You're absolutely right. It's a different model now. It's a different time, different model. In some ways it's better. Upstarts can be upstarts and they don't need the record company's permission, but also right. too, you know, you have to recording time still expensive, although you can oh, yeah. do it at home. There's look, there's the model's been flipped upside down, unfortunately. Um, some people are, you know, benefiting from it. Some aren't. Um, being the age that I am, I liked it better the old way just because, again, that's what was normal to me. Um, you know, uh, our guest last week, you know, that guy helped break bands. You know, you really don't have that sort of thing anymore. And I think that's reasons to like metal shop you knew you'd get mike what was it called fresh metal remember when charlie would do that on the show he was that what he called it is michael on the phone he is anyways he's doing uh, business on, again on, yeah. uh, he's talking uh, to blackie wallace <laughs> yes yeah. on 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 charlie's show they used to have a segment called fresh metal and they'd play either a new band or new music from you know from an uh, an established band you really don't have that weekly thing where you're going to tune in anymore. Oh. You don't. And, but he, uh, you know, it's funny. Cause I just, I just have, you know, I don't know if you guys got that recently, but you know, I'm still buying new Ozzy, you know, got a, just bought this. And this just came out the other day, the, the Alice Cooper thing. And, you know, nice. yeah, yeah. well, my, my point is I, I'm still buying my music. Sure. Whereas a lot of people would just go, I'm such a geek. I'm such a music geek, as you can tell just by talking to me, but I've, I don't have a Spotify account. I don't want one. I don't care. Plus a lot of the stuff that I like, demos, live shows, they don't offer. I mean, are there some, of course, there's millions of stuff, but I'm not a Spotify guy. You I carry around a disc man to listen to music? My iPod. Yeah. I still use them. <laughs> oh, no, I'm saying a disc man. <laughs> No, no, but Mark, put, Mark, Mark, Mark's at least in the iPod era. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you with the daisy wheel on it. Give him a little credit. I tell you what, laugh if you will. I was with my buddy when we were in Maine a few weeks ago, and he's like, "Fuck, I gotta bust out my eye." But there, you have. He said this to me verbatim. You have so much shit on there that is not available on Spotify. Mm -hmm. Verbatim. That's exactly what he said to me. Where I was playing him these demos and live shows, he's like, "Motherfucker!" He goes, (laughs) "All this stuff is not on Spotify." Right. And, 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 you know, I, I, I'm a big iPod guy. I actually keep He's got a one. separate iPod with all my music on it. Dude, separate I have from four my iPhone. I have four of them. You That's get, how crazy. Well, you know, I found out the bad news. They're not making them anymore. They I discontinued know. iPods. I've yeah. had two and of them repaired already. I'm freaking out a little bit. I got to try to figure out how to get it on my phone. And, you know, because I'm a little uh, dated with my age. That, so, that so, so just so you guys... You know, we won't go deep into this, but I, I've got an old 160 gigabyte iPod classic, but I don't use it. If there's music that's not on the streaming services, I've got it on my computer. It's in my Apple iTunes, which is demos and live recordings and bootlegs and even just albums that have never been digitally released. Yeah. Um, they're in Apple iTunes. That music in Apple iTunes, I can sync to Apple Music on my iPhone just mm. like it's an iPad or an iPod. Wow. So, my, my, so my mind's blown right now. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's sort of like I use two things. I use Chris Apple Music. I use Apple Music only for the stuff that isn't available anywhere else. Mm. You know, when I you know, download a YouTube video and I rip the audio off of it and listen to it. That goes into Apple iTunes and Apple Music, and that's where I listen to it. If it's commercially released, then I use Spotify. Although I still buy vinyl because I've got right here in front of me, you know, a couple off the soundboards. I got my rock and roll over. But to, to your guys' point, yeah, there's a lot that you can't get in streaming services. Yeah, Mike, I'm the same way. I, I, That's I why yeah. Apple Music and Apple iTunes is my solution for that sort of stuff. So so now on my iPhone, I've downloaded Kiss demos, Kiss live shows, all that sort of stuff. The few that I have, and unlike some people who think I'm a massive hoarder, <laughs> I'm not but I do have some stuff it's on my iPhone and I listen to it in Apple music. So it works just like an iPod at that point. I mean, the, the scary thing I think is there's another thing that's not available on Spotify or iPhones and that's the shows. I mean, 10 years from now, where are we going to go to see a big bone crushing loud stadium show and, uh, and bang our heads. I mean, how, how is Joy, that I'm over here, brother? Yeah. We, it's we, all we, done. We've talked What's about happening? we've talked about that on on the show. I don't know. Maybe it was five years ago. We were like, you know, yeah. whether it's Kiss or Aerosmith or Motley Crue or Def Leppard or even REO and Sticks, all these bands that yeah. inevitably play every summer somewhere. Mm-hmm. These bands are all in the end of their careers. Twilight. Yeah, I mean, like it's a retirement right now. Five, ten years max before Total. they, they literally mentally they want to continue. But when you're 70 plus years old, 
and you're suffering from arthritis and your knees have all been replaced at some point in time, your body says, you're not riding in a tour bus anymore. And you're not getting up on stage for two hours and running around on stage. I'm not letting you do that. So when these bands all disappear to your point, Larry, who's coming up behind them to become the summer shed tours, you know, again, like whether you like them or not, you can always count on an REO Speedwagon tour. You can always count on a Sticks tour. You can always count on a Pat Benatar tour. You know, you, you can't count on that much longer. No. no you get it all in. No. Well, ho- hopefully Kiss announces uh, another 100 shows. And, uh, you know, we're going to... The 50th anniversary tour. We're going to we're gonna try to get to all 100 of them. And, uh, you know incorporate the money bag soda into the different cities that we go to and you know try to enjoy it and while we can definitely definitely i mean it it is i think that's what a lot of people nowadays they take for granted that their rock bands are just going to be there every year and i mean the shows are such a you know such a great experience it's it's one thing to crank it up on your stereo. It's another thing to be in a stadium with 70,000 fans clapping and screaming and stomping their feet. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's an amazing energy experience and you don't get that in the smaller clubs and you don't get it on a, on a, on an iPhone. You only get it at the shows. And, and I, I'm hoping that there's a new generation of, of rock stars. Look, even as an old guy, if there was a hot new band cranking it out, I'd be there, you know, with, with my kids in tow for sure. Well, look, mm-hmm. there's bands like Dirty Honey. There's, you know, I mentioned Starcrawler all the time. There's lots of good rock bands. Uh, even some of the younger established bands. And when I say younger, they're, you know, they're starting to push it too. But, you know, Buck Cherry put out arguably one of their best. Tommy will, you know, uh, say the same thing. Their latest is one of their best records. And that's a band that I love. So yeah, there's there. plenty, there's plenty of great music out there. You're just not going to hear it on the radio. You got to look for it. Yeah, you well, got you got to get off your ass and look for it. And and there's a lot of them too that are on the heavier side. That you know, talking about experience of live, the energy is palpable to the point where I've never seen it at a rock show before. Uh, Slipknot would be the perfect example of that. Slipknot, uh, Lamb of God, uh, Black Veil Brides, Buck Cherry. There, I mean, there's so many in, in this moment. There's so many incredible bands out there that are putting on a health show. You gotta go find and also, too, you know what? I'm, I'm loving that a lot of these old bands are putting out boxes. Kisses, you know, that Creatures box that's going to be dynamite. Um, again, my, my music taste is, is all of I just picked up this. This is freaking great with all the bonus tunes. Blondie. I fucking love Blondie. Um, you know, I just picked up, uh, that box set that just came out. Um, and all the bonus tunes and the demos again, you know, I, I, I refuse to let this stuff die. It's something I love. I love being able to, you know, get new music, even, even, you know, classic artists. Again, I've been having a ball going through all these Blondie discs, going through all the B sides. It's just fun, you know. And Mark, did you did you uh, did you submit anything for the uh, the Creatures of the Night box set? Oh yeah. What do you mean? I, I, yeah. Like what like any ads or Mark Mark Mark's or, the go-to yeah, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, I I was in on it from the, the from the start. Same with the destroyer one. Because yeah, I, I sent in uh, a scan of my uh, Maple Leaf Gardens uh, creatures uh, ticket stub. So I got my hoping... I got a, I got a ticket stub from that as well. Yeah. Well, hopefully Mark's mine will everything. get in there. Mark's was got it everything. Ba- isn't that Bass? Isn't that Bass Productions or something? I've, I've, yeah. But all kidding aside, um, you know, Tom is a good friend of mine. And, and you know, when that was getting ready um, for the, you know, back in its infancy, we, we were going back and forth. He, he, you know, he asked me about sort of some sort of things that, you know, what were what was available, what I had. And I think I sent maybe 200 plus scans. Nice. of things yeah so i don't know i, exactly I can't wait what's... for that that's that i i love that record that was the first time i seen kiss the first time me and paul seen him and uh that was great i'm, I'm looking forward to the box set mark, yeah I, I, I am too mark this is way out this is totally shifting gears here do, do you have the microphone i do not you know um, i only know one person that does um well put it this way uh they were they've been bootlegged out the wazoo so there's certain things that I've wanted to collect. That's one of them, but they were bootlegged so shamelessly in the, you know, I want to say early to mid nineties, right when people really? started going, yeah. Right. When people started going, Hey, you know, people are buying this stuff. So no, I do not have that. But what I do have is I have, what do you got? I should go grab it. Yeah, go, 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 yeah. come on, man. Go Let's grab it. it. Go grab it. <laughs> no, you want to. All right, guys. Wait, you got you him got out him. of the chair. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Holy wow. smokes. Fantastic. You guys, you got to get off your ass and go find it. Do you guys, any of you guys have Lita, Lita Chris's book? I, I do this, not. Is, this is on I, the I cover don't. of her book. This is Peter Chris's. Now, the unfortunate Old? part is Mark is so dark that nobody's going to be able to see what he's holding up. Well, too I can bad. see something. Too bad he's not turning the light on. What's a, it from? This is the Shore Microphone 1976 <laughs> uh, Best Drummer Award from Shore Microphone through Circus Magazine. Oh, wow. And and if you can see, can you see that? I, I don't, you know. It says Peter Chris on the side. Oh, that's cool. That this is on the cover of Lydia's book. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So uh I, so you, I got you got this. you got a microphone. You got a microphone. Yeah, I, I'll take this microphone over the toilet. <laughs> and nice, the cool nice. thing about this is I, I got I bought this in an auction um years ago. It was Lydia's personal auction. And again, this there's a physical picture of this on the cover of her book. It also came with the circus magazine with the address to it's addressed to Peter Chris to, you know, Kiss's uh, offices in New York. And it's got the, uh, what do you got it? Yes. Um, and it, it also comes with the, the guts of the magazine that, oh, cool. uh, yeah, that, that shows Peter won the best drummer in 1976 for circus viewers. And this is what they oh, said. That's, awesome. that's cool. Chris. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, when you talk about microphones, I, this one's pretty cool. So, so let, let's let's <laughs> well, let, let's make sure we cover some money bag stuff. Here. Yes, yeah. Did, did, did you guys did you guys um, at the beginning talk about million bottles? No, so we did not, no. so so basically, we uh, you know, 
we wanted to celebrate the fact that, that we had sold uh, over over a million bottles. We, we've sold well over a million, but you know, we just wanted to, awesome. to, we just wanted to let people know it was a nice number and it was just a reason to, to, to celebrate that. Yeah. And uh, so that's when Larry, you know, called us up and, you know, he, we got together and we wanted to, uh, to, you know, do a contest for it. And, you know, Larry, Larry explained, you know, what, what he's involved with. I don't know if that would, if you guys were recording at that point, but Larry did a very good uh, commentary. Yep, yeah, no, that, that, that was, he did, we did record that. That was good. Good. Yeah. So I mean, and, and listen, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a hell of a prize to win. Oh my God. Absolutely. All inclusive. Five, five nights, stars. all inclusive in Antigua. I mean, and, and, please. And, and, I, and not to mention a money bag guitar signed by Gene. Yep. Right. Yeah. Here, five night in, show five nights at Gene's house. Like John's going to get the guitar. You've got him. Off I'm trying to, I'm trying to, chair. I'm trying to rig the raffle right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys should get five nights at Gene's house. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So. So this this is the, uh, the along with the vacation, you're gonna get a uh, a money bag soda guitar. Nice. Uh, that ticket cool. stub right there is the front row ticket that Larry gave me right there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a really really cool guitar that you're gonna get signed by Gene along with the the awesome vacation. And if anyone out there wins it, if they want to take me, I'll, I'll go with you. <laughs> Win a date cool. with John Janik. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But, but does, does that mean you've got to like do the couple's massage with John? <laughs> well, we, yeah, we do at the sure hotel that. have these beautiful little <laughs> private plunge pools, right? you know, big enough for two. And, you know, there you go, Mark. Mark. Plunge pool well, if Mark you've ever had you, if you've ever I, had I just want, I want to borrow Mark's bikini. <laughs> the blue one. <laughs> yeah, I take some bikini. <laughs> the hey, bikini. Guys, you guys, are you guys all going to be on the cruise? Uh, we're, 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 it's not in the plans as of yet, but you never know. Although, uh, dude, you know, it's like gonna, three weeks from now. I know. Well, Hey man, we fly by the seat of our pants and you never know with money bag soda. Although we are definitely going to have the, the soda on there, uh, one way or another. And well, uh, and, and you're also sponsoring one of the sponsors for the kiss cruise fest kiss that we talked about a, a few weeks ago. You're all, you donated another guitar. For yeah, them yeah. to raffle off that if you attend the cruise fest, you could win. Yeah, um, and then also for the cruise fest too, we we have a uh, you know when you go there, there's going to be some special offers for to order the soda online at a, a discounted price. Oh, so, cool, cool! Yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna get involved definitely with the the cruise fest. So, well, I was looking forward to seeing you guys. All kidding aside, uh, you know. Hey, listen, man, don't rule me out. Don't rule me out. All right. You know yeah, anybody who can get you, you guys on, on the boat? Mark? Huh? I was going to say, do you got No, I'm just going on on the you know the 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 regular one. <laughs> the regular. Um, one. What's the what's the non regular one? The, the one that they put the second one they put on sale. They sold out the first one, then they did a then they did one yes. the week before. Yeah. Yes, they one. sold out the first. Is it going one, to the same they, place? Yeah, it's just a mirror image of the other one. Uh, you know yeah. what? I'll I probably would have went on two, but. Uh, you know, um, we travel with an uh, another couple and. You know, I'll, like you guys, I own a business. I, you yeah, know, yeah. as it is right now, I'm going to be gone a week. I, you know, I just, I've been doing a lot of traveling lately. I got to, 
do got to ring things. You guys know, fuck, I don't have to tell you guys know exactly what it's like. What's rule well, number I, one? I, I, told, I told Paul, if, if I disappear at the end of uh, October, you're going to know where I'm at. I'm going to be <laughs> <Yeah>. with Mark. <laughs> there you go. Well, I really hope, I was really hoping you guys would be, I was, uh, you know, you know, that's always a lot of fun, as you guys know. Oh, yeah, it's, always awesome. great. it's always great seeing you guys whenever. whenever Tom, Tommy, we missed you. We missed you in West Palm, man. I know. I, well, you know, I, that whole thing was really kind of, that whole backstage area is really kind of weird and tight. And so I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to stay. That's out. not the first time you've said that. <laughs> <laughs> to you, Mark, to you. I almost fell in the pool back there. <laughs> oh, in the backstage area and that's that, yeah yeah so i just I, I was there but i went with mark and we had had dinner with some other folks and so i just like oh there's so much going on back here i'm just gonna stay away yeah well what, luckily they were able to get the show off because i was like oh my god are they gonna know, cancel again, this thing for the third time i know i'm just like you've got to be freaking kidding me but they played yeah. so it was good. they played and that, then we went back to our buddy's condo in uh in, in fort myers no, and then a uh, hurricane came and destroyed it shortly after we left so it was horrible i was just it's talking crazy. to a friend of mine that lives down there and she was just telling me about the it, devastation that it was unbelievable unbelievable yeah. the places we were at just having lunch and then that thing came wow. in and just d destroyed everything Very like apparently there's nothing we had videos of the pool we were just in a couple of days before, and the water was literally up to the walls of the yeah. the, 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 the First wall floor, yeah. that, that was surrounding the pool. Yeah, it was crazy. It, it was just unbelievable, unbelievable, surreal. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, there's nothing left on Fort Myers Beach. Like everything is yeah. gone. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's tragic. So hopefully, those people that are down there. We'll get some assistance sooner rather than later. It sounds like the governor is working on already doing some barges and get some temporary bridges built nice. to help help people. So, yeah. Now, yeah. Now, now, for that Kish show in West Palm, they actually, and you guys know this, um, Mark, uh, Mark and Tom. We were both there, they, yeah. They, 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 they actually uh, evacuated the arena because of the, the thunder and lightning that came in. They were at least uh, on, on the backstage TV, they said, please evacuate, take shelter in your car. And, uh, uh, you know, at that point, we were saying, this thing, this just is not happening. It's not going to happen. And they ended up moving us in the, uh, in the room where Kiss was doing the meet and greets. And uh, uh, we were packed in there, and it was raining like you wouldn't believe. Uh, thunder coming sideways, man. Yeah. yeah it was horrible and we're looking at each other saying fuck this 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 just ain't <laughs> happening and and it was a kiss miracle i mean it cleared up and, and I, I, they, they, you know kisses on stage they, they still did their photo ops they, they, i mean yeah. they, they took care of the business man they're really i've been I mean, i've been to two other kiss shows both of them were in toledo where we had tornado warnings over the years oh, wow. and one was on the reunion tour and one was on the uh I think I want to say uh, the 2016, but yeah, both times are like everybody, you know, get underneath the stands and all this. So just kind of, kind of crazy, man. But yeah, uh, I figured I, if I, I know, died there, it'd be all right. Yeah. So Michael, uh, we, I'm sorry. We, we were wrapping things yeah, up. Yeah. So, and, 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 and I think just a quick reminder again, everybody listening and watching can enter this contest. Still contest mm -hmm. closes. What, what's the date? So 
the message is this. If you want to do something fantastic for yourself, order some money bag sodas and then go to Hammock Cove Antigua. It's hammockcoveantigua.com. Enter the contest to come on down and enjoy an amazing five-star vacation. Have a few money bags. Listen to the Kiss LPs and look out at the Caribbean Sea. Nice. And, 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 and when does the contest pitch. close? When do they have contest, to enter? The by? contest closes October 28th. Okay. All right. So you still got a few weeks and, 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 and you, you can could, also you could go to, you could go to moneybagsodas.com too. Yeah. I was just going to say, there's, can, there's, a, there's, a link there's a link on moneybagsodas.com. That'll take you right to the contest entry. Click, yep. Click on the link, enter in your info and, and, and you're in. Well, and Fantastic. also too, the product is really good. You know, it's not just because it's a Gene Simmons thing. The soda, I like it. I, I do know, too. It's great. And it's a great, and I you guys might, get in trouble for this but i'm gonna say it anyways um they make great mixers they do yes so like the root beer you if you take that with a shot of um jaeger and a shot of Mm. rum chata on ice it's outstanding tommy brings that to the junior highs (laughs) 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 you're just such a sick fuck it's unbelievable. <laughs> nice, nice. You know Just so doing. everybody knows, all of what you're hearing here, this all used to be before and after we recorded. Now right. these these two guys are so comfortable with each other. And their love for one another, that they just bring it right out for everybody. Poor, poor Michael is like being with Beavis and Butthead. It is. And, and I do want to point out that Mark is deflecting. He's 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 accusing he's accusing me and Michael of what he does. Yeah, it's the old-fashioned political trick. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Mark, Mark's like, look over there, look over there. Don't look at me. Yeah. Don't look at me in my blue speedo. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> my van with no windows and my free candy sign. Free kiss oh. records. Come on in. There you go. Oh. God. You guys. <laughs> nice. Nice. We love you, Mark. Come see the fireworks. Oh man. <laughs> Um, all right. So let's see. We talked about the contest. We talked about a million bottles. We talked about cruise fest. Um, Larry being at uh, kiss meets the phantom magic. Yeah. Are, are, hey, are you guys very gonna, impressive? You got any new flavors you're working on that you can talk we about? Uh, we're, 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 we're looking to do uh, a blood orange for, for, for money bag and, uh, you know, possibly like a citrus flavor. So we're Great. we're in the midst of uh, developing those with a uh, with a, f- a couple different companies, and uh, hopefully within the next four or five months we could get those out. Put, put we're me down for a pallet of dark cherry. What's that? I said, put me down for a pallet of dark cherry when it comes out. Okay, black cherry. All right, we'll, we'll, black cherry, we'll do that. Yeah. We'll we'll hook you up. Okay. We, we need, I I I feel we need some more of those flavor, like those type of flavors, to our mix. So, well, you you need you oh, yeah. need you need a a red flavor, a purple flavor, a green flavor, <laughs> and a blue flavor. Right, we can make that work. So we got to do a grape. <laughs> we got to do a, a dew. Yeah, we got the blue raspberry. No, we got the blue coloring in the uh, cream soda. Greens and the ginger ale. We've almost. Do we have all the kiss? Co- we don't have a purple yet. So that's going to have to be. That's like got to be a, grape. That's got to be grape. Uh, I I'd have to say um, we're going for Paul Stanley's purple. We got to go more black cherry. 
What uh, what color would a a, a Mark Chikini uh, flavor be? <laughs> We're gonna skin. call it Chikini Bikini. Skin. Bikini. Bikini. <laughs> be red hot, baby. Nude. Yeah. What what flavor is nude? Nude. Yeah, it'd be skin. Whatever yes. that is. Yes. Flesh colored. No, yes. Mark, Mark Mark should be bacon. Bacon flavored. Yeah. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly. Could could we do it like the Kiss comic book, like made with real Mark Chikini blood? Oh yes, that's Harry. not see, blood. Now we're, see, we're falling now. We're falling now. Yes. All right, guys. The lovely Liz is upstairs preparing dinner as we speak. So yeah, we've got Mark all hungry now. So now the show yeah. must end because Mark's yeah, right. got to go. We're talking about food. <laughs> um, so Liz, I said so hi. One more time. Moneybagsodas.com. And what's the URL for the, the Hammock Cove? HammockCoveAntigua.com. Go check them out. Trust me, if you if you want to just take a vacation to Hammock Cove you and you too. let them know up front you're a KISS fan, they'll take care you of you. You know what you can eat. We'll hook you up. But Mark, I have to say, disappointed me on this last trip. We went to a really great taco restaurant. He ordered sure. the all-you-can-eat tacos and only ate four. Oh, shit. He only ate four. Oh, they, were, they were good. Uh, yeah, but I four, four tacos. Really? That's like an yeah, appetizer. I mean, I ate half your fucking dinner. <laughs> it's Mark, true. Mark, Mark was saving himself for the bucket of crabs the next day. Probably. <laughs> I will tell you, we we if if anybody is in the Delray Beach area, Tommy and I went. To, what was it called, Tommy? Something. Rocco's tacos. Rocco's tacos. Rocco's tacos. Oh, God. Amazing. Fucking incredible! Uh, what, we, we, we They're fresh it. guac. Oh, was it? That, that's how come I couldn't fucking eat anymore. Fucking, they put this fresh guac out. It was like fucking putting heroin to an addict. I could. I was trying to mainline it into my meat. <laughs> it was so fucking good, man. Hey, Larry, it was a small what, bowl. Larry, what was the name of the uh, the restaurant we went to for breakfast? That place was unreal. Yeah, and by by the way, I am in Delray Beach, Florida, and uh, Rocco's Tacos is great. There's an outstanding little Colombian place that I took the guys to. It's called uh, El Balcón de las Americas. And uh, it's on Powerline Road in Deerfield Beach. It's our go-to place for lunch and breakfast. If you want, I mean, just fantastic food and coffee and a great place to sit around and talk L- about Larry, you're, you live down there, right, right in that area? Yeah, Liz, right Liz here, right now. Gonna, Liz and I are going to be down in a few months. I'll definitely look you up, man. Would, would well, don't, don't, you. Don't, don't take them up on this, Larry. Do not. Listen. <laughs> Come, 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 come on over, you know, have a, uh, have a drink, float around the pool. We'll, we'll talk, kiss and listen to some tunes. Well, ser- seriously, Larry, if you can, warned. if you, if you can get Mark set up at the, like the locals only know about the best crab. Oh Mark yeah. will be your buddy forever. Yeah. That's I think that's, story. that's doable. We can make it happen. Mark. <laughs> Mark's <Nice>. already drooling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say goodnight, Gracie. All right, guys. Thank you so right. much hey, for man. joining thank us. Thank you. And we'll you. we'll be in touch. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Be good. Yeah. Thanks, Michael. Isn't it just fun hanging out with KISS fans? Amen. I mean, it's well, like those guys are all such nice guys. You know, we, 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 we know where the, these guys all come from, but we have no idea what we're going to talk about. And it's just like, okay, let's start talking KISS. And here you are an hour and a half later. And I mean, that's just isn't that exactly what the Kiss Army, hanging with Kiss fans and doing this podcast for us has all always been about? It's just like getting together and just bullshitting about Kiss. 
sitting, sitting around at the bar. Today I mean, was the quintessential three side. We we had this interview scheduled with these guys a month ago, and it wasn't literally until we hit the record button that we learned that Larry was at Magic Mountain. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, amazing. This is freaking cool. Oh, I was seven years old and I saw Kiss play at Magic Mountain. What? Amazing. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty mean, cool. I'm sorry I, I missed that. That's just that's just what's fun about hanging out with with new friends who are Kiss fans is you discover their their timeline of Kiss because we've all got it and there's always something interesting that pops up. Um, homework question. Are you a fan of money bag sodas? Should and, be. And, and if so, what's your favorite flavor? I the will say cola. Uh, I'm going to have my favorite. I'm going to have to go with either cream soda or root beer. The cream soda is dynamite. I will tell you that. Those are my two favorites. I'm not supposed to have the cream soda, but I did because I liked it so much. So, uh, you know, too much cream. Too much uh, sugar, unfortunately. I mean, that's, trust me when we say, I mean, this, yeah, this has got Gene's name on it. And a lot of fans, no, nah, I shouldn't say a lot. Some fans are probably going, oh, yeah, you know, it's just. No bullshit. It's, it's, it's really it's good. It's good shit. This is really good. Yeah. It's made with real, real pure cane, cane sugar. I'll, 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 look, all you have to know is this, and I'm, I'm not saying this for any, no bullshit. Larry is putting this in his five star for a reason. Because yeah, it's, it's good. five star soda. soda. Yes, it is really, really good soda. I mean, between between ginger ale, cream soda, cola, root beer, and diet cola, I promise you'll you'll like one of them. Whatever well, you like, your I said is. the mixer is phenomenal. It's they're so good with a mixer. Yep, yep. So, have you had money bag sodas? And if so, what's your favorite flavor? And if you uh, were to give them input on a new flavor what would it be i would love to see a grape i love yeah. a real grape soda when i was a kid that was my favorite flavor yeah. i've since grown out of that but yeah grape was my was my favorite yep i, um, I do got to keep going guys so. all right mark's got to run so tommy and i will wrap this show up yes we will later mark all right, later, guys. Oh, there it leaves. Oh. oh, I was wondering if he's going to figure out how to leave the meeting because in the past he just gets up and walks away. I know, I know. <laughs> like, yeah. like the internet will stop when he leaves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it turns off on automatically. Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah. Um, no, that was a fun, fun conversation. Um. By all means, you got nothing. It costs nothing to enter this contest, and you might win a five-night all-inclusive trip to Antigua. Antigua. That sounds pretty cool. That's pretty freaking cool. So I'm head over to, to enter. Money, moneybagsodas.com, and you'll see the banner right at the top to enter this contest. Um, and, you know, check out the resort in Antigua. I mean, this is, this is a five-star resort. Yeah. And the, they'll load you enter. with money bag sodas in your fridge, and it's all inclusive. You're not paying for it. That's beautiful. Uh, okay. One one final reminder: make sure you're checking out Three Sides of the Coin Radio. Head over to three sides of the coin radio.com. 
getting ready to work on a new playlist. I'm thinking Ron Keel will be our next guest playlist to go up. Yep. That'll probably be a couple weeks before that goes live. So you still got a week or two to check out Charlie Benante's favorite kiss tracks. Um, that's it, everybody. Three sides of the coin. We'll see you next week. If you have something to say, leave a voicemail or send us a text message. Call 320-515-4771. Voices for Three Sides of the Coin. Provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.